Let's talk about student engagement. Not are your students doing your assignments and being perfect little pupils. I'm talking about on the edge of their seats, ready to know what's next, talking about it all night at home kind of engagement. When you make it to the dinner table, my friend Steve Spangler told me this, then you know you've done it right. Welcome to the first podcast of the I Heart Steam Teacher Podcast 2021. Tonight is a good night. I'm excited. I'm pumped. And I have another special announcement at the end of tonight's episode. Welcome to the I Heart Steam Podcast with your host, Bonnie Kirkley. Bonnie has been working in the STEAM education profession for the past 12 years. Her mission is to share her story with educators like you that love STEM, STEAM, and project-based learning. Currently, she works with a team of educators creating the ultimate STEAM certified school. Let her share the good, the bad, and the joyful with you in her STEAM journey. Learn everything you will ever need to know about STEM and STEAM education right here. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Kirkley. Welcome, my heart steamers. I'm so glad you're here with me tonight. I think I say that every single time, but I am. I am so happy that you have decided to take a minute out of your day and listen to this podcast. I try to put so much useful, good information straight from experience right here for you. And I hope that tonight really pumps you up. So what are we talking about tonight? We are talking about boosting student engagement by using STEM or STEAM in your classroom. And if you caught my last episode, I was getting back to the basics. I'm still getting back to the basics tonight. I'm getting back to the basics of the beginning of your lessons. What do we need to do? How do we boost student engagement? We do that by creating ownership and investment. I mentioned that the last time. But how exactly do we do it? I like to call it hook and hype. We all know that word, teacher hook, lesson hook, activity hook, but I like to use hook and hype because when you really hype it up, they can feel your energy, and when they can feel your energy, they start getting some of your energy, and they get really excited. So how do we get them hooked, and how do we get them hyped? You know, I talk a lot about the engineering design process. Well, there is another design process called design thinking. If you're not familiar with it, I'm going to give you the five steps. It's very similar to the engineering design process. And I actually think that they both achieve the same goal. But this one is a little bit more purposeful in getting your students really emotionally involved in what they're doing. So here are the steps. We empathize first. We define our problem second. We ideate solutions to our problems. 
then we choose one of those solutions and prototype. So the fourth step is prototype. After we prototype, we now test our solution. And this is a circular design process, meaning that it can start and end and start and end. And you can actually start anywhere within the design process because many times when we are working on one thing, we get an idea for another thing. So I love design thinking simply because of that first step, empathize, creating empathy. You know, I talk a lot about creating real world experiences for your students and how we do that. In anything that you do, if you can get empathy from your students for the topic, it has now become real world to them because they have real emotional ties to what they are working on. And all you have to do is get a little creative and figure out how to put your content into your lesson before you begin the design thinking process so that now your students are not only learning your content, but they're learning it at a level that it will be retained It will be purposeful to them. It will be useful to them. And they will see why you are doing it. Matter of fact, they don't even have to know why you are doing it. They will know why they are doing it. They will have a need for it. I want to read something to you. It's actually the definition of design thinking by Tim Brown. And here's that definition. It is a human-centered approach. I love that. Human-centered. Human-centered approach to innovation that draws from the designer's toolkit to integrate the needs of people, the possibilities of tech, and requirements for business success. I want to ask you this. Have you heard of IDEO? IDEO is a company, and they really do everything centered around design thinking. Check out their website, adio.com. And I have to give a shout out to one of my fellow educators, um, Miss Molly Besty. Molly has a company, Cultivate 21, and she actually brought this knowledge to me about the IDEO company. And I was so inspired when she came to do professional development at our school and taught us all about this. This company, you probably have used one of the products that they have designed before. They designed the first mouse for Apple. It started in 1978 with David Kelly And then in 1991, he joined forces and it became the IDEO company, I-D-E-O, IDEO. They also styled and designed the first notebook styled computer. Hello, laptop. Do you have a laptop? You are connected to IDEO. Some other simple things that they've done before, um, better shopping carts, They really, really encompass that definition of design thinking, 
where they think about the needs of people, the possibilities of the technology that we have available, and the requirements for business success. So that is real innovation. They are not just designing something to solve a problem. They're thinking about the people who will use it. They will, they're also thinking about the materials, the supplies, how they're going to market it so that it will be successful and also the possibilities of technology. That doesn't just necessarily mean what is available, but what could be available. So I love design thinking. It gets your students to empathize. So create hook and hype, starting with design thinking by creating empathy. How can we do this? We show them facts where there is a problem. We show them something that they can relate to where other kids, their peers, their age are affected by a problem. There are so many easy problems for us to start bringing to our students that encompass our content. You know, pollution is one of the easiest to bring to them and show them things that they can't see. For instance, the um, great plastic trash ring that is out in the Pacific Ocean. If you have never seen this thing, it is insane. But you show them the animals that get affected. You show them how it ends up in somebody's backyard. Kids really begin to start seeing, oh, okay, I want to work on this. I want to do something about this. What can I do about this? And at the same time, you are working through your content. If you're doing environmental science, if you are working on, um, I don't know, Weathering and in, uh, weathering and erosion, and you're looking at how the water falls and how it falls down the mountain and goes down through the river, and that brings plastic that could potentially start in Colorado out into the ocean. So I love it. I love it. I love it. Create hook and hype. I am going to give you tonight some hook and hype strategies for science, technology, engineering, art, and math. And I like to call these days hook days. You should always start with a hook and hype day. And when you do this, you then create student ownership. And now you're ready for project-based learning. And when you are ready for project-based learning, You are now using a culture of STEM and STEAM. It's available for you. The doors are open for you to teach every single subject that you need to teach at school because you're going to have to write. You're going to have to collect data and analyze your data, work with numbers. You're going to have to design. You're going to have to possibly possibly look at how history has created this problem. So project-based learning, STEM, STEAM. It is impactful, but you've got to get your students to have ownership. Otherwise, they're just working on something. One of the ways that I like to create hook and hype, as I said, is a hook day or a hook and hype day. So here are some of my ideas for science. And I'll tell you, this is just so easy and simple and kids love it. Mystery object. 
something that is connected to the problem or the content that you want to start working on and you just cover it up, put a piece of paper over it, put it in a box. That's one of my favorite ways. I love to put a question mark on the box. Um, I'll tell you a real easy way to do this. Those foldable cubes that are made out of like that felt material, it has a name. That material has a crazy name and I cannot think of that name. I actually have some in my classroom right now, but if you flip one of those over, it's a great instant box and it flips back over and it's still a great, nice looking storage box. So a mystery object, wow them with a science experiment. And if I cannot recommend one person more than I recommend anybody, it is going to be Steve Spangler. He shows you exactly how to just wow students with science. I like doing discovery walks for every single one of these concepts, science, technology, engineering, art, and math. What is a discovery walk? You set up things all over the room. When I do science, I like to set up things all over the room that are related to life science and earth science and even sometimes physical science. It's a little bit harder because with physical science, you actually want to see something moving. And on these days, I really just want students to observe. I like to give them a little hand lens and a little clipboard and notebook paper and let them just walk all around and go wherever they want to go. And all they know is that they're on a science discovery walk and you can create your little collection related to your problem, which gets interest and gets them wondering on what you're about to do. Videos are always great. You know, I love, love, love the book Teach Like a Pirate by Dave Burgess. He has so many great days for his hook days. Some of them, I will tell you, they're a little bit involved. So I want you to know that you can do hook days. He has plenty of easy ones in there, but you can do them so easily. A cool video is a great hook. But the thing about it, you don't want to give a lot of background information. You say, I've got something for you to watch. I want to know what you think about it after you see it. I've got something for you to observe. I've got something for you in this box, and I want you to guess what it is. I like for them to start wondering. When you get them thinking about it, you're already creating the hook. So you slowly hook them in. And now you show them what it is. You tell them what it is. You introduce the problem to them with a driving question. And you start creating the empathy with facts and numbers about why this is a problem that they should be concerned with. And if they can see evidence of these problems within their own community, right there around their school, even better. Now, I know I think I mentioned to you the STEM corner or STEAM corner in the last back, back, back to the basics episode. I also talked to you about See, Think, Wonder. I have so many See, Think, Wonder resources in my Teachers Pay Teacher store, and I even have a free one in my January blog post, a template that you can just grab and use and put in your own images. See, Think, Wonder One simple see, think, wonder image where students write down what they see, write down what they think, and then write down what they're wondering about it. 
is a hook. And then you create the hype. It's up to you. And I want to tell you something. You can't hype up something that you are not excited about. So please do yourself a favor and write down all the things that you really get fired up about and start bringing those into your classroom or figure out how you can also interweave them into your content. Because when you're excited about it, they can tell and they feed off of it. But if you don't care and you're just doing it, why are you doing it? You have to have your own purpose for what you're doing. It might be that helping kids is your purpose, so you make that your reason for what you do every day. But have a reason for doing what you're doing. Don't just do it for a job. And if you are just doing things for a job, find something you really love. Don't be afraid to switch. Because people, we have one life to live, and you need to love every day. I know I don't love every single day, but I love what I'm doing. And I know that I'm on the right path. So I want to encourage you, if you don't love it, leave it. And if you want to love it, let me help you find the ways to love it. What do you love? Bring it to school. All right, so let's go to technology hook days. I love this day. One of the best things to do, you've got to, on this day, sometime during the hook, tell them what a real definition of technology is. The real definition of technology is simply something created by humans to solve a problem or make a task easier. Technology just does not have to have lights and electronics and flashes and do cool things. A pencil is technology. And you can really bring in the historical element here because you can look at technology from then and now and what made it technology then. I mean, you got to think about this. Remember when Thomas Edison, no, you don't remember. What am I thinking? You were not alive then. Remember learning about Thomas Edison and when he invented the light bulb? How do you think all of those people felt when, oh my goodness, there is something that will bring us light without having to light all and carry it around? We have light a whole lot easier now. That was incredible advanced technology for that time period. So it's still technology today. It is not as advanced as the technology that we have, but it does keep getting better. Now we have these great LED lights that last forever and blind you as a light bulb. I love LED lights, but I'm just, I'm still not sold on that white. It just, I don't know. I like that glowy light bulb, but I am pro environment and saving energy. So We have LED lights in our house, and I deal with it. Show them cool technology. Do you love your Roomba? I don't have one, but you know what? Kids would think a Roomba is cool if you bring it to school. Hook them with a a robot, something that you use. I did a discovery walk with technology, technology of how we write. I had keyboards, pencils, dry erase, um, markers, paint, I had, oh, a stick and sand. 
had all kinds of things all around my room and they just got to go around and explore all the different ways that we have written from the time that we have been writing. I think he even had finger paint, you know, which is one of the very first ways that humans recorded their thoughts. So that was technology. What can you do for engineering for hook and height day? My favorite thing to do, build something, just tons of building materials. I love to put like a picture on the board of some great structure, like the Leaning Tower of Pisa, the Eiffel Tower, Statue of Liberty, and let them try to build it with all kinds of different building materials. And it never fails. This one is the best. They, I don't know why. The old Red Solo Cup. Red Solo Cup. Yes, Red Solo Cup. How many Solo Cups can you stack is always a great one. A great one. And you collect some data while you're doing it. I'm getting a little crazy tonight. What's next? Art. Oh, so we actually have a collection of art at our school that was donated to us and given to us so that our students can study art that's framed and looks more like museum quality art. You don't have to do that. You can get prints. You can print it out on paper. There's lots. There are lots of free um, images available from all of the museums that you can print. Set up a little museum in your classroom. If you're doing it virtually, it's so much easier for you because all you have to do is show the artwork on your screen. But hey, print it. It's really cool sometimes to actually have it physically, the students looking at it physically, virtually. And let them learn how to evaluate and comment on art. You know, start simple. Do you like it or do you not? I created these little, um, what did I call them? Art. Uh, I had a popsicle stick. And on one side of the popsicle stick, it had a happy face. And on the other side, it had a like a meh face. It wasn't a frowning face because I didn't want them to frown on the art. But if they just weren't sure how they were feeling. And all they did was flip these art sticks around to show what they felt when they looked at this art, because that's how you evaluate art. You start thinking about your feelings, then you can get into some of the technical stuff once you've learned how to evaluate those technical things like the elements of art, the line, the colors. You can get into all of that. You don't want them just to make random comments. They want to be purposeful comments. We always want to make it purpose-driven. And finally, math is literally... My favorite hook day, but it's not always my favorite subject, but it is literally my favorite hook day because I cook and they love to see cooking. I get kids up there to measure and stir. And I'll tell you what makes cooking easy in a classroom. When you get some splurge money, and it's not really true splurge money, or if you have time to fill out a donor's choose project, go ahead and sign yourself up for an induction cooktop. They go for about $60 to $100, but the way it works is through magnetism. You do have to purchase special pots to go with it. But basically, 
if that pot is not on the eye, there will be no heat. And so it's really safe for the classroom. And it's also one of the most efficient ways to cook. And many homes in Japan, I learned, actually do not have stoves. They have these induction cooktops. So have hook and hike days when you are introducing anything, whether you're introducing science as a concept or you're introducing a new project-based learning activity or a new STEM challenge, have a hook and hype day. What is another way that you can create hook and hype? Virtual field trips. Students absolutely love these. And I say virtual field trips. Sometimes um, uh, viewers and listeners may get confused. They think, are you talking about virtual reality? No. Now, when I say virtual, I'm thinking of remote learning, distance learning. So learning through the computer and not in person. We are in person at my school, but our students cannot go on field trips. And those are very meaningful to them. Very tiring for this teacher mama. There's no teacher tired like field trip tired. Uh, Everybody says there's no teacher tired like testing tired or first day of school tired. But y'all, a field trip wears me out. Anyway, virtual field trips. You can introduce them to what the career of being a field scientist is like, an industrial engineer. You can show them science labs. You can take them to places they've never been, like the International Space Station. I recently just did that, and I set up my room to look so cool. I even had this big, huge drain pipe coming out of my classroom, and I lined it with tons of packing material that was going to be thrown away, and it felt like they were climbing into the International Space Station. Tons of these in the iHeart Steam store, just saying. Tons of them. I have a series called the No Wheels Field Trip. That's pretty crafty, I thought. No wheels, but still field trip. You can get them there and find some that you like. Try one out. It's great for a hook, and it's already done. And then something that is so essential to STEM and STEAM, but can also be a way to create real empathy and even boost your ownership, community partners. Involving a real expert to meet with your kids and work with your kids and help them on their project. We do this to boost their engagement into life, honestly. I want them to be, you know, into my content, but I think that I'm creating experiences for them that will teach them life lessons. And I want to do that more than I do anything, is teach them how to be good humans. So use STEM and use STEAM. Start with the basics and make sure everything you do has a hook and a hype. And I promise your students will start enjoying your content a whole lot more. Like I said, on the edge of their seats, excited to see what they are doing next. That is the goal here. Now, I told you earlier, I do have a special announcement. As a matter of fact, I actually announced it in the last episode, but I want to tell you tonight that I will be giving direct hook and hype lessons 
in the Roadmap to STEAM Masterclass that you can now sign up for. It is open. How do you sign up? You're going to go to teach.iheartsteam.com backslash masterclass and sign up. You will get an amazing free workbook. If you sign up for nothing more than this workbook, you're doing yourself a favor. I promise. I filled out three myself for different grade levels, but the workbook is created for you to plan out multiple hook and hype days and projects for your classroom in ways that it will work for you. So I'm so, I I love the workbook and this, I'm just, I'm honestly, I just love it. I want you to have it. The only way you can get it is to sign up for the masterclass. But I really, really want you to come in and spend some time with me in my masterclass. So teach.iheartsteam.com backslash masterclass. I have one question for you, listeners. Do you iHeartSteam too?